Hi, I'm Mara Webster with In Creative Company, and I'm so excited today to be talking about the wonderful series, The Power. We are joined today by actress Rhea Zimitrowicz, who plays Roxy in the series. And in, in just starting to talk a little bit about how you first built this character, it's obviously, you know, I imagine it's really wonderful when you have both such rich richly written texts in terms of the scripts, but also an entire book to go off, which gives so many great internal moments for character as well. Um, and so how did that really help in terms of filling in a lot of the space of the character and and make it an even, you know, more textured character development process where maybe there was a little bit less space that you had to fill in or find answers for yourself than you typically would during character development? Yeah, obviously the book was like a map um, uh, and like a treasure map. It had so many um, great moments in that really helped me um, discover who Roxy is. And I think like there's a moment in the book where she's at the convent and she's she's um, she's just really funny and humorous. And I think that um, that was something I really wanted it. Well, it was in the scripts as well and something that I felt really needed to be incorporated into the character. Um, and yeah, she's kind of, She's kind of got this wild, feral energy, um, which, you know, I had to tap into. And um, that very much was in the book and in the scripts as well. Yeah. And the the foundation of of a lot of her motivation, it comes from the loss of her mum, which we see in those first few episodes. And you really only have a finite amount of time on screen in order to build that relationship and to really show the audience what it is and why it's such a driving factor to, for her afterwards having gone through that element of loss um and so what were the really important aspects for you to build into that relationship like I said when it when it's just a couple of scenes together before everything happens yeah I think it was really important to show like how much she loves her mom and how much you know they have such a a close relationship and um you know she's quite a young mom and I think that they're quite similar in age and that they just they really they really get along well together and they're almost like friends as well as being you know the parent um daughter dynamic as well and um yeah i think you know that is the basis like you say for the rest of the for the rest of the series it really motivates her when she loses her mom and she's just desperate for revenge throughout the rest of the series and um yeah so it was really important that you that you believe that love that's between them and there's there's a lot of aspects of her as well in terms of her relationship dynamic with her dad, you know, because she's always kind of been on the outskirts of of his other family. And there's an approval that she's always seeking and looking for. And she's the only daughter, but then she's standing there in the middle of a wedding where he's, you know, welcoming an in-law into his family and saying, now finally I have a daughter to call my own. Um, and so for you, kind of what what space did that build Roxy into of someone who's just constantly seeking this approval and certain aspects in a relationship that just never seem to quite be tangible or exist for her? Yeah, I think that moment that you just mentioned at the wedding, I think is a really seminal moment for Roxy. I think that 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 really motivates her and she's just desperate to be part of her dad's family and to seek his approval. And um, yeah, I think that another key moment that really explains their relationship is when um, Roxy has has finally got the power and um, they've just left the jewelry store and he's telling her to, you know, to shut up and be quiet and calm down. And she sort of shouts at him or oh, what? And he's kind of lost for words. And I think that that's like a real moment where he realizes that he's met his match in Roxy and I think I think Bernie sees a lot of himself in Roxy. You know, um, she is his um, illegitimate daughter, but she's probably more like him because 
Um, he comes from a very working class background and so does Roxy. So I think that she's probably more like him than the brothers are, for example. And she's probably got that, that um, you know, that vengeful side to her as well, which is very similar to her dad. There's also that moment where he's he's kind of saying, well, the reason that I, you know, you can't be the person to kind of eventually take over the family business is because you can't keep your emotions in check. You can't keep things calm. And she is very volatile in terms of how she responds to things emotionally a lot of the time, which is part of why it's so fun to watch. But in terms of that in your performance, you know, that kind of pushes you into a space of of kind of sometimes making the larger choices and making the bigger choices. And so what was that journey for you in, in playing a character that's very extroverted in a lot of her emotional responses to things and really just trusting your performance and going to those spaces? Well, she has like a lot of bravado, but I think that there's also like a lot of vulnerability underneath that. Um, and it was it was mainly a collaboration with the directors. I kind of trusted them when they gave me the note that really go for it in this moment, really like shout at Bernie or really scream because you're really feeling a lot of grief in this moment. So um, when you're releasing your power, that's, there's a big scream that comes along with that. And then, you know, when the director would be like, this is more of an internal moment and more of a psychological moment. Um, it was a real collaboration with the directors who were incredible. So, um, yeah, that's how I kind of tackled that. I love that. And, you know, especially with what you were saying there about there are a lot of walls up around her and she is also incredibly vulnerable on the inside. You know, she's someone who's trying to protect herself from being hurt by the world and has already been hurt in so many ways. Um, and so for you, what were what were some of the the kind of seminal moments of vulnerability for her? Because it's something that she often doesn't want anyone else to see. So it's in the quieter, smaller moments in scenes. Yeah, I think um, there's a moment, I think it's in episode two, where she's just in bed and she's almost like sucking her thumb. I think she's playing with her nail. And for me, that moment, um, I think you can see everything that's going on. Like she's she's just like lying in bed and she's just lost her mom. And I think she's filled with grief in that moment. And, um, you know, she's not squaring up to anyone or anything like that. She's just lying there contemplating um, everything that's happened to her. So I think that was a, that was a really vulnerable moment for Roxy. Um, and I think when she's lying there with her mum and her mum's dead body, I think that, I mean, I just can't imagine how awful that must have been. And I think it knocks her for six. And then when she re-enters the wedding, she's really, um, she's, you know, she's retching and she's dazed and confused and she doesn't know what's going on. And um, she just knows that she needs to get to her dad and tell her dad what's happened. And um, yeah, I think it's really affected her really badly. And and speaking of the the scene in that moment where she loses her mom, you know, it's it's all happening in an instant where she's in the room as well. And when the guys walk in, it's very clear that it was calculated when one of them's like, "Oh, the girl wasn't supposed to be here." Um, and so, what what was the dynamic of going into filming a scene like that? Because it's just such a raw survival instinct that feels like is coming over her in that instance for for both her and her mom. Yeah, definitely. Well, um, we had to work a lot with the stunt team for that scene because there's a lot of um violence that happens and um yeah it was just going like hell for leather I think the um the actress that plays um, my mom Sinead Matthews is just incredible and she actually improvised the line when we were lying on the floor and she just went um you're beautiful I love you and um then we got torn away from each other and I think that that's um you know I just loved that that when she did that I just thought it was like uh, it just really really hit home um what was going on and um yeah, um, working with the stunt team, like I say, um, 
I think that that it made a really powerful scene in the end. And and also kind of going back to episode one, you know, the first time that we meet Roxy is her kind of rambunctiously coming into the wedding, but coming in on her terms. It's, you know, I'll put the nice dress on, but I'm going to wear sneakers and I'm going to grab this bottle of wine and drink from it, you know, and, and again, it, it goes back to that idea of just emotional protectiveness. If I come in in this way and it's on my terms, then nobody can kind of push, push me off kilter. And especially knowing that that's the first time the audience are meeting her as a character, what was the dynamic of, of going? Going into that scene and just kind of knowing this is a real introduction and and capturing so many aspects of who she is. Well, actually, um, that wasn't the original um, first episode for Roxy. We filmed a different um, pilot episode where um, I um, um, got been sent on a mission by my dad. Um, but that didn't make the final edit and they shifted it all around. So I didn't know that that was going to be the introduction for Roxy. It was going to be the wedding scene. But I think it works really well in the show. Um, and I think I was just concentrating on um, the fact that, you know, she feels really out of place at this wedding. You know, they've placed her table really far away from the top table near the loo she hasn't been given a plus one um you know she's been really told about her status by babs in that in that scene um so i think i was just concentrating on trying to bring that bravado for someone that feels quite out of place I mean, even just like that word bravado, I feel like there's so much physicality in terms of what that means for Roxy as well. It's the way that she walks, the way that she physically carries herself in a room. Um, and so how do you, when you're when you're finding a character, how do you find those really strong physical elements and choices for yourself? Well, on this one, I think the costume really helped me because... Um... I was just in mainly in tracksuits. And then when she's in a dress, she, like you say, she's still got her sneakers on and she feels like, um, you know, quite uncomfortable in the dress. And but mainly she wears tracksuits. And um, I think that that it it she wears no makeup. I dyed my hair brown for the role. And it was kind of like um, really uninhibiting, I think, um, because usually you know, you're in the makeup chair for hours getting, you know, your nice makeup done. And that just wasn't the case for Roxy. And it was really refreshing, actually, to play a role like that. But I think the costume and the makeup really helped me get into character. There's also quite a fun physical element in terms of, I think it was episode three or four, where she's out dancing at the club with her with her brothers. And it's just even that idea of, okay, what does Roxy look like when she's dancing? And what does it look like when she's trying to just mentally escape from everything that's happened and completely let free on a night out? Um, and so what's kind of the fun for you in going into a scene like that where it's, okay, now I've found all the physicality of a character. Now, if I take them into this particular setting, you know, who are they on the dance floor when they've had a few drinks? Yeah, um, that was really fun to film, actually. And um, like, I think we luckily had a lot and had a lot of chemistry with the boys that played my brothers. Um, And we worked with a movement coach called Imogen Knight and we practiced dancing and she would she would shout out things like we had music on and we were all dancing in a rehearsal room. And she would say stuff like, "Okay, now um, and everyone was kind of like having loads of fun and being really silly. And then she was like, "Okay, your dad's just walked into the room. And that changed how everybody, you know, Ricky started to play with status and Roxy decided to get more cheeky and um, all these things have started to change, like because Bernie had walked in and she would give us scenarios like and then she'd be like, OK, now you're in a club and you're just letting loose. So we had a bit of practice before doing that scene. Um, yeah. Was Imogen working with you as a movement coach specifically on a lot of the aspects of what does it look like when she gets her power and, and when that manifests as well? 
Yeah, and it was really interesting actually because um, she wanted it to have like a really human quality to the power, um, even though it is genre and sci-fi. Um, the, I think what separates it from from um, other shows is the the human cost to using the power. So um, sometimes I might be using it in a really big way to kind of um, maybe attack somebody, but other times I might be using it in a really small way just to intimidate somebody. And um, she got us to visualize that the skein, which is the organ on the collarbone, um, is almost like a bladder. So when you use it, you have to like rest and eat for it to fill back up again, um, which I think gives it a really human cost to it. So after Roxy has, you know, used the like screamed and used the power loads, she's spent afterwards. It's like she's almost run a marathon or something and she's physically very drained and very tired. And I just love that it's got that human human element to it. Same, now that you're saying that as well, absolutely comes across in that way. And, you know, even just the aspect of when she first kind of discovers it, it's there's a lot of uncertainty. And so it's quite a small thing. And then if you look at the difference from that to the moment where she's kind of like unleashing in this really big way, very intentionally full of anger, anger and fury, did you feel like because it was coming from such a human place that the, were the scripts really giving you a lot of that idea and that sentiment and the detail of, you know, kind of like how big or small is this moment going to go for her? How sure is she of herself and of the power? Yeah, definitely. It was in the script and then Imogen would be on set with us and um, would kind of have a little chat with the director and we'd we'd all decide together, you know, what this moment was. So it was a real collaboration in that respect. And in terms of working with with the directors on a series, you know, it's one of one of the wonderful things is that every director that comes in has their own kind of ideas and understanding of the story. And, and so it's this real kind of building block of different people's ideas that they're able to bring into the fold. And so what was that dynamic for you in terms of working with all of the different directors and the, the different ideas that they would be able to bring to the table that would then in turn inform who Roxy is? Well, it was funny because um, obviously um covid meant that we had to take a break from filming and when we came back usually you know you'd be working on a block with one director and you'd get into the rhythm of working with that director um but because of the schedules were all over the shop because we were coming back after a pandemic and so sometimes in the morning you'd be working with one director and then the afternoon you'd be working with a different one so it was kind of like a boot camp in acting and um you know in the morning I might be with Shannon who's um Shannon Murphy who's trying to get me to find the real feral kind of wild energy that Roxy has um, and full of bravado. And then in the afternoon, I might be working with Oogla, Hawks.ir on the psychological kind of internal world that Roxy is experiencing. So, um, yeah, it was kind of, yeah, like I say, like a bit of a boot camp in acting and it hopefully makes for a more nuanced performance, having all the different elements from the different directors. Did that, did that make it quite complex for you as well in terms of even just tracking where Roxy is at any given moment in any given scene? Because like you said, it it started out as the idea of block shooting. And then if you're jumping between not even just scenes within an episode, but multiple different spaces in terms of where the story is, did that completely change the dynamic for you in terms of just how you had to track the character? Um, Kind of. I kind of, I think... It was kind of an instinctive process mm-hmm. as well. Like um, the scripts were so strong. Like I just, I just um, interpreted what was on the page and um, trusted the directors. You know, in, you were talking a little bit as well about her relationship with her brothers before. Um, what kind of felt important to you in terms of of what that relationship 
looked like on screen because it's something again where it's she's kind of competitive with them in a way but also there is a lot of clear affection but there's also that hierarchy and that dynamic because they're all kind of striving for the same thing with their dad yeah I think that they were incredible actors who were all cast really well and um I actually did a chemistry test with um Archie Wash who plays Daryl and um we immediately had this affection for each other and I think that's really important for Roxy and Daryl because um you know they're similar age and um I think because of where the storyline goes if we got more series then um you need to really buy into their relationship that they really love each other so that was really important. And in working on a on a series and spending so much time with with a singular character, do you ever feel like there's a moment where you start to go, okay, I've I've really got this. I've really understood who this character is, and it kind of shifts from having to ask yourself as many questions before going into a scene and becomes more instinctive, like you were saying. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, I've been working on this show for like three years now. Um, so it was weird. It was weird in the cast and crew screening that we had the other night because um, watching some of the stuff that I shot in 2020, it felt like a different person. But I think that um, being with the character for that long just means that the character is really deep, like in your bones. Like when you get to set, um, it just does become way more instinctive and you can just trust those instincts. I also love, you know, in terms of of your experience as an actor, you know, you've got you've also got such an extensive background in terms of theatre and and started out in national youth theatre was kind of like your foray into the industry. Um, and so, what was that dynamic for you when you first kind of came into working on screen? Because obviously, it's it's very different styles of performance, and and so, what did that look like for you in terms of just getting quite comfortable in the theatre space and then finding what it looked like for you once you were doing screen acting? Yeah, luckily, I've always kind of had a balance of the two. Mm-hmm. Um, and I very much like learned on the job. Like I started off in um, doing very small theatre roles um, and then gradually graduated into bigger ones. And it's been the same with TV as well, um, doing like one or two episodes in things and then um, getting bigger and bigger roles. And so I kind of say that it's almost like having an apprenticeship in acting because I didn't go to drama school. So I've just learned on the job. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I really, really love all of the episodes I've seen so far from this series and, um, you know, congratulations on an amazing performance and thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. It was nice to speak to you. Cheers.